You are listening to the Sermon Podcast for Triumph Lutheran Brethren Church. Our vision is to see the life and message of Jesus transform hearts, homes, and cities. Wherever you are, our prayer is that God would meet you and that the life and message of Jesus would transform your life. To find more resources, go to triumphlbc.org. When I was growing up, one of the things I liked to do when watching a movie was to try and figure out which character was going to be Toast. And just so we can all be on the same page, when I say Toast, I'm not talking about the delicious breakfast meal with bread, butter, and jam, but I am talking about the character who has just absolutely no chance of making it through whatever situation lies ahead. You can usually tell the character who's going to be toast because they're typically this nameless side character who steps in to do something heroic, right? They have good intentions, but they're maybe overconfident. And when they walk onto the scene, there's something that just clicks inside of you and you say, that guy's toast. One of the things that gives us away the most in a movie is the soundtrack. Have you ever noticed how much music can help you know what's about to happen in a movie? In this situation, the nameless side character steps onto the scene and the music starts to become more ominous and more intense. And you just know something bad is about to happen. And the ill-prepared character who has stepped up to do something heroic is toast. I don't only use this word to describe characters in movies, though. There have been plenty of times throughout my own life when I've looked at a situation that I found myself in, and I've thought, you know what? I'm pretty much toast. (laughs) Take this last winter, for example. My father-in-law, who I greatly admire and respect, has lived in Minnesota most of his adult life, and he has never used a snowblower. He has been shoveling his driveway for decades. And so as my wife and I embarked on this new adventure of homeownership this past year, I decided to follow in the footsteps of my father-in-law, right? How hard could it be to shovel all winter? The answer is very hard. I can remember the day like it was yesterday. Another 10 inches of snow had fallen, wind gusting with no end in sight. And I looked out my window and I could almost hear the intense, ominous music growing louder and louder in my head as I looked to my wife Solvay and with a hopeless voice said, we're toast. (laughs) A lot of us have had moments in our lives like this, haven't we? If you're anything like me, perhaps there's been times in the last few years where you've just kind of looked around at the world and there's been a sense of hopelessness that's come over you. Or perhaps when you look to the future, instead of feeling confident and hopeful, you maybe feel anxious and fearful. Since we are unable to see what lies ahead in this life, it can become quite easy to imagine all the ways things could get worse. And in these moments, the music playing in our minds isn't peaceful, light, and hopeful, but it feels ominous or intense and scary. We wonder what's around the corner and what obstacles 
will have to face. You can almost hear the hopelessness in our voices when we say things like, everything seems to be going downhill. Or when we say, things aren't the way they used to be. Or when we say, the next generation really has it coming. We're unable to see what lies ahead. And when we look at the world around us and the way things are going, there are times that we can be filled with fear as we wonder what dangers could be in store for the next generation. We wonder if we're toast. There was another generation that we can read about in the Old Testament who had reason to fear the future as well. Today we'll be reading about them in the book of Deuteronomy 31, 1 through 8. In this text, Moses is nearing the end of his life, and he is sharing some of his final words to the next generation of Israelites, the ones whom God would soon lead into the promised land. So if you have your Bibles, I invite you to follow along. Otherwise, uh, the words are printed in your bulletin, and they'll be projected on the screen as well. Reading Deuteronomy 31, 1 through 8. Then Moses went out and spoke these words to all Israel. I am now 120 years old, and I am no longer able to lead you. The Lord himself has said to me, you shall not cross the Jordan. The Lord your God himself will cross over ahead of you. He will destroy these nations before you and will take possession of their land. Joshua also will cross over ahead of you, as the Lord said. And the Lord will do to them what he did to Sion and Og, the kings of the Amorites, whom he destroyed along with their land. The Lord will deliver them to you, and you must do to them all that I have commanded you. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, for the Lord your God goes with you, and he will never leave you nor forsake you. Then Moses summoned Joshua, and said to him in the presence of all Israel, be strong and courageous, for you must go with this people into the land that the Lord swore to their ancestors to give them, and you must divide it among them as their inheritance. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. In this text, Moses is speaking to a generation of Israelites who had grown up in the desert. Forty years prior, God had led their parents out of the land of Egypt where they had been in slavery for over 400 years. And he had promised to lead them to a land flowing with milk and honey. But on their journey, that generation lost trust in God. They turned their backs on him, and they worshiped false gods because of their, and because of their wickedness, they were forbidden from entering the promised land. Even Moses, their faithful leader who had stood up to Pharaoh and who had led the Israelites to freedom, was unable to enter the promised land. And now after 40 years of wandering in the desert, this new generation of Israelites stood on the banks of the Jordan River and looked across to the promised land and wondered, what's beyond the Jordan? 
We'd maybe like to imagine the soundtrack of this moment to be uplifting, bright, and hopeful as this incredibly difficult season of wandering was coming to a close. But that wasn't the only case. This was also a scary moment. The music was ominous, dramatic, and intense. Everything they had ever known was about to change. Their faithful leader, Moses, was about to die. Unknown enemies lied ahead of them, nations and armies who would seek to destroy them. Would God protect them? Would they be safe? Would they be able to resist new temptations as their world around them was changing? What would it like to be like to follow the one true God in the years to come? Would they be able to remain faithful to him? They were unable to see what lied ahead, and they were filled with fear. But it was in this moment that, God, that Moses gave them a word of hope and reminded them of something that we all need to be reminded of. The Lord himself is faithful to every generation. Do we believe that? Do we believe that the Lord is faithful to every generation? Do we believe that just as he has been faithful in the past, he will continue to be in the future? Because for many of us, I sense that as we look at, at where the world is at today, and when we see how culture is changing so quickly, and when we pay attention to the news networks, and as we approach another election, our songs aren't driven by a song, our lives aren't driven by a song of hope, but a song of fear. We say things aren't the way they used to be. Everything seems to be going downhill. What kind of world were our, will our kids have to live in someday? Sometimes we even ask, what is the church going to look like 20 years from now? Church, today God wants to take our song of fear and change it to a song of hope. He wants to remind us that the future is secure in his hands and that he is indeed faithful to every generation. And so today, I want to look at our text and speak a word of hope to a younger and an older generation. And I'm not going to try to define where younger ends and older begins, because I think I'd maybe get in trouble if I tried to do that. Okay, I think it has something to do with how long you've been paying the bills, but I'm not so sure. So you'll kind of have to figure it out yourself. Some of you might feel in between both. So first, a word to the younger generation. Friends, I believe that as you look to the future, for many of you, there's a song of fear playing in the background. You live in a world that has rapidly changed and will continue to rapidly change in the years to come. Think about this. The first iPhone was released in what year? 1900? No. 2007. 2007. And the world is a totally different place now. 
one little rectangle device that didn't exist two decades ago has become for many a necessity for life. And you have seen how that device can be used for good, and you have seen how it can be used for evil. Technology isn't the only thing that's changing, though. Culture is, too. New ideas are popping up every day. Right and wrong isn't as clear as it once was. And all these changes and new ideas can make it really confusing to know what it looks like to follow Jesus. And it can be easy to wonder, if it's confusing now, what will it be like to follow him in the years to come? You are navigating a world that nobody has had to navigate before. And it can be confusing. And it can be scary. This generation lives with an awareness that everything you know and love can change in a blink of an eye. This week, I reached out to several of our high school students here at Triumph, and I asked them, what are some of the fears your generation has about the future? And all of them had amazing responses, and all of them said some version of the same thing. Fear of the unknown. This generation has seen how fast things can change. They see all the things going on in the world today. They live in a confusing, fast-changing culture. And just like the Israelites who looked ahead to the land that God was leading them, there's an excitement for the future, but there is also a song of fear playing in the background. What's going to happen next? Are we going to be okay? Is God going to be faithful? Friends, the truth is, the road ahead may be tough, but you have so much reason to hope because the Lord himself is faithful to every generation. Today, he looks at you and he calls you to boldly and confidently follow him day after day into the world that he is leading you. And as you follow him, yes, there will be challenging roads ahead, but you can have hope because these same amazing words that were said to the Israelites who are about to enter the promised land are also true for you as well. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you he will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. No matter what lies ahead, you can be confident that you will be met by, led by, and held by the Lord himself. Let your song of fear turn to a song of hope as you walk in this promise. And now to the older generation, to those who have been paying the bills for a while. As you look to the unknown future, I believe for many of you there is also a song of fear playing in the background. 
You also have seen how much the world has changed in recent years, but you have an even greater understanding of that change. You remember what life was like before the iPhone. There have been so many changes in this world that have been equally confusing for you. And you very much understand that the world is not the same place it was when you were growing up. And it's easy to look at these changes and to picture where the world is heading and to fear the hardships that could lie ahead. This generation may not be able to relate so much to the Israelites who are about to walk into this new world, but maybe rather Moses, who was about to pass the torch to the next generation. Here was a man who had faithfully served God and his people for 40 years. He had seen God provide for his people in miraculous ways. He had seen the blessings that came from walking with and trusting God. And he had seen the hardships that came from rejecting him. God had used him to steer and guide an entire generation of Israelites. But now, as he looked ahead and as he saw how life was about to rapidly change for his people, he knew that he would not be able to lead them like he always had. Moses would not see the world that the next generation of Israelites that he had raised was walking into. Would God be faithful to them. Perhaps there are those in this church today who are asking the same question. Those who have faithfully served God and his people for decades and have seen his faithfulness. And now, as they look to the next generations and the troubles that could lie ahead of them, a song of fear plays in their minds as well as they wonder, will God be faithful. Today I pray that song of fear would change to a song of hope. Because the Lord himself is faithful to every generation. And you can have hope because on all of the difficult roads ahead, and as this world rapidly changes, the Lord himself goes before them. And he will be with them. And he will never leave them, nor forsake them. So do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. Because no matter what lies ahead, you can be confident that the church will always be met by, led by, and held by the Lord himself. And lastly, to the older generation, the greatest gift that you can give those who come after you is to share of his faithfulness. As Moses looked at his people and the battles that were ahead, he reminded them of how God had been faithful in the battles of the past. So let me ask this older generation, has God been faithful to you? The 
The next generation needs to hear that. The next generation needs to hear the stories of God's faithfulness. They need to hear how God has never left you or forsaken you. They need to hear about how trustworthy he has been throughout your entire life. The greatest gift you can give them is to share of his faithfulness. Inspiration Point is a camp that is very near and dear to this church. Students from Triumph have been going out to camp for decades to be deeply encouraged by the word of God. And every summer at camp, the staff pay very close attention to the types of questions that students are asking. And usually these questions have something to do with identity. Who am I? What does God think of me? What purpose do I have? And at the end of the summer, the staff compile all of these questions into a big list. And then they start to group them together in order to find similarities and to get a greater understanding of the struggles that students are having. And they take these questions and they use them to build a theme for the following summer that will help directly answer the struggles that students are having. And each year when they reveal this theme, they uh, typically have a video that reveals the next summer's theme and kind of shows the big questions that students are asking and how the theme will help answer those questions. So this winter, I sat in my office here at church and I watched that video. And as I watched, I was blown away by the first question that appeared on my screen. I had to sit back in my chair because my heart just broke for the next generation. The big question students were asking last summer was, will I be safe? Will I be safe? If you want to understand the next generation, you need to understand the heart that would ask that question. The heart that would ask, will I be safe, is filled with fear and anxiety of an unknown future in a rapidly changing world. The heart that lies behind this question is calling out, will God be faithful to me? So let me ask you, those who have been walking with Jesus for a long time, has God been faithful to you? Then he will be faithful to them. And they need to hear it. From your lips, they need to hear, child of God, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. So do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. And when they ask, how do you know? Or how can you be sure? You can point to the cross of Christ and say, because the Lord himself was faithful when he gave his life for you. And now because of him and his victory, you have life 
and a song of hope follows you all the days of your life. The Lord himself is faithful to every generation. And now for all of us here today, younger and older, children of God, when this world looks grim and we have reason to be afraid and a song of fear plays in our minds, let us be a people who look to Jesus and remember that the Lord himself goes before us and is with us and will never leave us or forsake us. And because of him and his victory, let us be a people who live with a song of hope. Father God, you are the one who reigns above all. You are the one who goes before us and is with us and will never leave us. You are the one who is faithful to every generation. And we thank you that your promises are good and true. And we thank you that because of your son, Jesus, we can live every day with an everlasting hope that can never be put to shame, no matter what circumstances come our way. Today, we pray in all the days to come that you would remind us of your faithfulness and that we would live as children of hope. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, I'm Pastor Doug. I, I just want to take a minute and to say thank you for downloading or, or streaming this content today. We try and pray that it will transform your heart and draw you closer to Jesus Christ. I have three quick thoughts that I just want to share with you and it'll, it'll only take a minute. First, we'd love to connect with you. If you'd be willing, visit our website at triumphlbc.org slash connect and let us know how we can reach out to you. Or, or you can visit triumphlbc.org slash events to find an activity that you could jump into. Second, we hope that you see this content as supplementary in your walk with Jesus. Our, our digital content isn't really designed to be a replacement for belonging and engaging with a gospel community, whether that's here at Triumph or another church. And third, we invest a lot into producing this content and it's used to bless people like you and others all over our community. If this or really any of our other resources that you find online have been a blessing to you, would you consider giving? It's because of your generosity that we're able to continue creating and serving online. Thanks again and may the Lord bless you.